0: The Holy Gospel for this day comes from Mark chapter 12. As Jesus taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats at the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God, our creator, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I wonder what happened to that widow, the one in the treasury after she left empty-handed, having given away the last two coins that she had. Where did she go? We get two stories about widows today, actually. The first from the Old Testament and the other from the New Testament. They have some similarities and some differences. In both cases, the widows are at the edge of economic despair, hanging on by a thread. And that would not have been unusual as women really had no way to support themselves. And so widows often fell into financial distress unless they had children or family nearby to help take care of them. It's no accident that in the Old Testament, widows are named as one of the people who are to be cared for. God commands it. God says to God's people, you need to take care of the orphans, the widows, and the immigrants, the ones who are closest to the edges of life. Loving me, says God, looks like taking care of them. And so the Bible does tell us quite a lot of stories about widows. In the first one that we heard this morning, this widow comes to the very edge of death, but is miraculously pulled back. God sends Elijah to her. And by the way, she is not an Israelite. She's an outsider, a foreigner from Zarephath. Elijah goes to her and asks her for some bread and water, which sounds like a pretty minor request, except that he knows and she knows that he is asking for everything. She admits to him that she and her son are near the end. They have only a few crumbs of food left in the house, and they are ready to prepare them and then wait to die. Elijah says, do as you... Wants make the bread, but make a little for me also. Knowing full well he is asking for almost everything she has, but she does it. She makes him some too, and she gives it to him. And somehow after that, her pantry never runs dry. The meal and the oil replenish themselves. This story seems to say to us that God provides, even under Impossible circumstances God provides, and we can trust that generosity for life. So it's easy to think that must be the lesson of the second story, too. It starts out in such a similar way. Another widow who is also at the edge of financial ruin. The setting is a little different. Jesus has been in the temple teaching. It's a busy place, full of people. Activity of worship and learning and sacrifice. Jesus begins by looking around carefully and cautioning his listeners, the disciples, about the people in power. The ones he sees who throw around their power like a weapon, who demand the best seats in every way and ask for respect they have not earned. Jesus sees them. He sees what they're doing. He sees that they are performing in public as if they are faithful, but privately they are devouring the poor, dismantling the safety nets and protecting their own gain at all costs. Jesus sees them, but then he sees someone else. He sees the widow. Among the pompous worshipers and the wealthy donors and the hustle and bustle of temple life, Jesus watches this woman cross the room and open her hand. In it are two small copper coins. The story says they're worth a penny, maybe a dollar to you and I. How does Jesus know that they are the last two coins she has? Does she hold on to them for a little longer than everybody else? Does she mumble a prayer, a mixture of hope and fear before she lets them slide off her palm into the treasury box? Does she stand there for a little bit longer than everybody else simply to absorb the impact of what she has just done? And then what happens to her? Where does she go? As far as we can tell, there's no miraculous happy ending for this widow. No provision of bread and oil that won't run out. No prophet comes to promise her that by giving her last bit, abundance will follow. Instead, her two coins just disappear into the treasury where, for all intents and purposes, they will make no difference whatsoever. Maybe they would have bought her one more bit of bread, one more handful of grapes or olives, a little bit of honey, but now they're gone, and she leaves with nothing. Have you ever felt like that? Felt like you just dropped your last two coins your last bit of energy, your last piece of hope, your one act toward justice, your one single vote, your last desperate prayer, you dropped it into the void, out into the world and wondered, does it just disappear? Of what use are two small copper coins in a box full of gold and silver? Of what use is one prayer in a world full of people begging for health and safety and justice. Of what use is one thing? Writing one letter, giving to one good cause, marching in one protest. Of what use is one good thing in a world that feels swamped by chaos and greed and violence and fear? What happens to the widow when she leaves empty-handed? Or maybe we should ask, what happens to us when we do? Now, if we only read the Old Testament story today, maybe this is the part where we would say, well, hang on. Do the one good thing. Make that one sacrifice. Believe in the impossible, because you never know what happens. You never know what's coming after you let go. But the widow of the gospel, I think, makes some space for something else first. She makes some room for lament, to tell the truth, a hard truth, that at some point all of us in our lives will lose heart and wonder whether our two small coins make any difference at all. Today marks 100 years since the end of World War I. What was then, as you probably know, called the war to end all wars. At 11 a.m. on the 11th day of the 11th month, Armistice Day was created to mark the truce. The United States Congress declared then that November, November 11th should be dedicated to thanksgiving and prayer and exercises meant to build and perpetuate peace between nations. But on this side of history, you and I know it was not the war to end all wars. It was the first world war and not the last. And so in 1954, President Eisenhower changed the name of the day from Armistice Day, which means literally peace and stillness from war, to Veterans Day. And in that, his proclamation of that change, he wrote, On this day, let us solemnly remember the sacrifices of all those who fought so valiantly, on the seas, in the air, and on foreign shores, to preserve our heritage of freedom. And let us re-consecrate ourselves to the task of promoting and enduring peace, so that their efforts shall not have been in vain. Those are beautifully inspiring words. And yet, when we look around the world, we know that an enduring peace has not lasted, that there are still many places of violence and war, too many places where men and women go to serve and don't come back. And when they do, they often struggle to reconnect with the lives and families and homes they left behind. Many of them, like the widow, gave everything they had we ask a lot of our veterans. And we must also ask ourselves whether we provide the care they need when they come home. When we look at that, the amount of violence in the world, and when we look at everything else that we read and hear about and experience every day, when we look at our struggles with mental health, when we watch yet more mass shootings in our nation this week, when we watch massive wildfires swallow entire towns, a political system in gridlock, the rising impact of climate change, and the fear and anxiety that can so easily swallow us whole. We sometimes wonder, of what use are my two small coins? Do they matter? That's the question of the widow. She gave everything she had. A profoundly foolish thing to do, really. To put herself at risk for the sake of a gift that hardly anyone would notice. I wonder if that's why the gospel doesn't tell us what happens to her after she leaves. Doesn't tie up her story with a nice, neat bow. It leaves us space to acknowledge that much of the time we live with the same question. Does any of it make a difference? So, you work hard on something, an issue, a project, something that matters a great deal to you. You give your time and energy and hope, and then nothing happens. Two small coins in a box. Or you try and fix a relationship that has so many cracks in it, it's barely holding together, but no matter what anybody does, nothing gets any better. Two small coins in a box or you sit with your loved one through doctor's appointments and treatment cycles, and you pray and try experimental medicines and test results until finally someone comes to you and says, I'm sorry, there's nothing more we can do. Two small coins in a box. You grade more papers. You change yet another diaper. You spend twice as much time in traffic every day as you used to. You study for the next test. And sometimes, at 3 a.m., you wonder, does anybody even notice? What if it's just all two small coins in a box? But hang on for a second. Does anybody even notice? Maybe there is a miracle in the second widow's story after all. Because somebody does notice her. Somebody does see her. In fact, somebody is looking so intently for her that he notices everything. Her clenched hand, her silent prayer, her open palm, her willingness to let those two small copper coins slide off into a box, into the void. Jesus sees her. And not just by accident, he sees her because he's looking for her. He's looking for her among all those people. He is looking for the poor widow, the one with the smallest offering, the one whose coins will barely make a sound in the box or be counted at the end of the day. She is the one. Jesus is still holding up to us. And by telling us her story, Jesus isn't just inviting us to put our coins in the box with hers. He's turning everything we've got, our eyes, our hearts, our minds, our whole selves toward her, toward the small things, the unimportant acts, that foolishly insignificant kindness that barely registers on the world's attention scale. Jesus is saying to us, stop looking at the powerful to lead you. Stop looking and listening for the loud ones who demand good seats and fancy titles. Stop watching the top of the pile and get yourself to the bottom because that's where God works. That's where the real wealth is. Those are the coins that matter, the small ones, the foolish ones, the ones people say aren't worth anything and won't change anything. Those are the ones God is looking for. And those are the ones we need to be looking for. If you want to find God in this world, says Jesus, then follow the widow. She knows the way. I hate to think of anybody leaving a space of worship without a blessing. So, there is a Franciscan blessing, which I imagine we could say to this woman as she leaves the temple and goes out into the world. It says this. May God bless you with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships so that you may live deep within your heart. May God bless you with anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of people so that you may work for freedom and justice and peace. May God bless you with tears to shed for those who suffer pain, rejection, hunger, and war, so that you may may reach out your hand in comfort to turn their pain into joy. And may God bless you with foolishness, enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference in the world so that you will go to do what others claim cannot be done, to bring justice and kindness to all our children and the poor. May God bless us when we leave this place with two small coins and the beautiful foolishness to use them. Amen.